The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. No incidents this week, so we have Wendy Nola with us. You've got a new phone, Wendy. You've got your, your data backed up and everything restored and everything back in order after your um, yes, incident Yes, with a little help week. from my friends. I'm all sorted. Thank you. New phone. Um, and I've learned something about the origins of the flashlight function now. Thank you, Colin. You see, we're so helpful. Now, listen, you need to help us, please, uh, protect ourselves against cyber criminals. Because what we do know in a world of shortage, in a world of uh, mistrust, one thing we're never short of is people trying to separate us from our money. And in a cyber world, a connected world, it's increasingly likely that we are going to come under some form of cyber attack at some point in the future. Exactly. And this one is a particularly nasty one, Bruce. Um, I've been calling it the intercepted email scam or the email hacking scam. Um, the South African Banking Risk Information Center, SABRIC, um, says its official name is the Business Email Compromise Scam, BEC, which leads to another acronym, acronym EAC, which is Email Account Compromise. But it means the same thing. And I want to talk about it because I've discovered this week that it's actually on the rise. I had thought that it it wasn't because um, I had a sense from my own inbox, which is obviously misleading, that um, it was because I don't have – well, I wasn't getting all that many complaints until I, got, I heard from a woman, Bev of Durban, who fell victim to it, goodness me, three times this year in, in, in as many months – um, all different forms of it, but essentially she thought she was paying somebody, but the email invoice that she, well, the email with the invoice in it that she received um, had been intercepted and um, the fraudster had put his banking details on, that's how it works, and um, off her money went. Um, so I first heard about this form of uh, fraud um, and about 2017, when it was the, the crooks were hitting the conveyancing attorneys. Bruce, you can imagine why, because they have hundreds of thousands of rand going into their trust accounts between buyers and sellers, right? So they were a natural target. And um, even though the um, Legal Practitioners Indemnity Insurance Fund warned them left, right and center about this and they actually excluded cybercrime, um, from from claims in July of 2016, um, still it's happening. It's down to about five a month on average, and these are ones they know of because the attorneys that have it happen to them and their clients then go to the fund and are told, no, sorry, we don't cover that. Haven't for seven years now, but um, it used to be in 2017 it was something like 20 a month. Okay, so now that's come down dramatically, and the convincing attorneys have wised up and they warning their clients, but now it's all the other businesses. And sometimes it's actually you, <laughs> your email account as a private person that's been hacked by um, by the crooks. And that's what happened to Bev of Durban. So she had three separate cases. Um, first one, she uh, thought that she was paying um, uh, uh, a woman that she'd been corresponding with um, a service provider, a roofing company. Um, she got an email and it was the exact details, right? Because they cloned the addresses. Um, same person she thought and she sent an attached invoice. Um, there were some red flags. The, the, in, the, the payment reference was VR, VVV and a few other letters. Um, but Bev 
she thought it was strange, but she paid the four and a half thousand rand anyways. That was the end of that into a standard bank account. Six weeks later, she was trying, she'd booked accommodation via booking.com and we can all relate to this uh, at a hotel in Clarence. They told her payment was on arrival, but the next day she got an email from a woman claiming to be a hotel employee, attached an invoice which had all the right booking details. So she thought, well, this is, this is legit. 7,245 rand. David, she was told by this woman that inserted herself, you pay within 48 hours or lose the room. It was a long weekend and she'd got the last room, so be paid. That account uh, money went into a Discovery Bank account. Also an odd reference, Cherry Moss Trade and Invest, nothing to do with a hotel brand, but she paid. And when she arrived, she was asked to pay it again. Didn't get her money back. Um, when I took us up with Standard Bank, they said she only reported the fraud almost three and a half weeks later, which negatively impacted the successful repatriation of funds, as they put it. And this is the problem, Bruce, because you pay and normally your service providers are quite polite and they can take a few weeks to get back to you and say, um, we just could we very um, politely inquire why you haven't made payment. And that's when it unravels and it's the money's long gone. Happened to her again on the 5th of July, early this month, as a payment for, for, to an automated gate company. But you get the idea. Um, it is, it is happening. It is happening a lot. Sabric tells me that, um, they, you know, once they've got into you, the account, they've got access to you. Imagine, imagine someone, some crook, Bruce, reading all your emails, having access to calendars, meetings, they just wait until the invoice now comes into the picture and then they intercept that and put their account details on. There are other ways of, that they do it as well. Um, they can position, according to Sabrick's CEO, Nishal Mualal, he says they, the, the attacker positions themselves as the head or an executive of a company and emails an individual within the finance department requesting that funds be transferred to an account controlled by them. Now, they're the boss, supposedly, so it happens. The advice is, and I, and this is the one, the thing that I really want to leave this for the consumer. There is advice for the businesses as well, but for the consumer, there's one fail-safe way to avoid falling victim to this, and that is, any time you get an email with an invoice in it or attached to it, do not wait. They normally send it at night as well, hoping you you know you won't be able to check, and you just think oh, I'll pay it. Um, or after, or slightly after hours, uh, night is a bit suspicious. Um, so, so phone the company, you're sourcing the number yourself, don't get it off the email, and ask for accounts and check the banking details. And, you know, the, most of the time it'll be fine, but the, the, as I say, this is on the rise. Um, someone attempted to do it to me, actually, um, and I took my own advice and uh, didn't fault for it. But you must, every single time you get an invoice via email, do not believe the banking details on it. I cannot stress that strongly enough. And then businesses are, listen to this, Bruce, what businesses are uh, are um, advised to do by Sabric. Set up several email addresses. Use your original email address for personal or business communication as you'd normally do and use an alternative email uh, to communicate. Sorry, this is for consumers, Paul, with your service provider. Um, so many businesses ask for a different address for added protection. And, yeah, never use use another address to register for websites, newsletters, online shopping because that's where the, the how the hackers find you. Um, use very strong passwords um, and never list your main email address on any online forum 
blogs, social media, uh, any place where they can be harvested. And I'm afraid I, I do just that. Yeah, I get that. And, and if you are in the public domain and people need to get hold of you to do your work, Wendy, well, then you have no blooming choice. You have to have some form exactly. of, of being contacted. So, I mean, yes, you make yourself vulnerable, but there is a very good reason for it. And this level of caution, and I see a lot of people, I wonder if I'm upsetting people when I'm not responding to them, but particularly on platforms like LinkedIn, people are sending me attachments. And I'm like, are you mad? No. Um, I don't we shouldn't know what be doing that, that in 2022. Yeah, just yeah, send me a message or refer me to a link or something or say, why don't you check it out over there? Um, but don't, you know, and if I want to, I can. Uh, but just, yeah, just understand that the the recipient of your mail um, is probably a, a very nice and kind and trusting person. But, you know, understand that in the world in which we live today, um, you're less likely to get a response simply because we're paranoid about upsetting, you know, getting be. caught out. Yes, and I must tell you, Bruce, um, in the same week that I heard from Bev of Durban with her three, falling victim to this three times, I heard from the woman whose case I first covered back in 2017 on Cape Talk. Um, it was a, a convincing con- attorney who hadn't heeded any of the warnings that the Fidelity Fund, the attorney's Fidelity Fund had put out, like, you must warn, yeah, you'll see this, you must warn your customers to check the, the, the banking details, that you won't change your banking details, all this kind of thing, um, a whole, and all the, so- the stuff to do with the email account. She hadn't done any of it, and this woman lost, oh, I can't remember exactly, something upwards of 400,000. And, um, you know, they, it was very clear. I took up the case and the attorney just, she's, it's going through the legal process, but still there's no outcome. She's just stalling and stalling and stalling. Um, and what it does, so even if you're in the right, even if the, the service provider should have warned you and didn't, I mean, getting your money back is just not going to happen. And it causes such drama between service providers and consumers. I had a catering company this happened to, and people were paying them and refusing to pay again because they said, well, we've paid you. And, and the person said, but that wasn't our email. It was intercepted. And they were like, well, you should have better security on your email uh, account. That kind of thing. It's a really horrible, horrible thing and as and I say it's, it's just, apparently on the rise and we just need to be wise to it and protect ourselves and take the time take absolutely. the time to and, and you think you think you know, I don't have the time to protect myself, but you, if you don't have the time to protect yourself, you certainly won't have the time to fix the mess once you have fallen prey to it. And that's the problem there. <laughs> exactly. You, and you Wendy, have less Lola. money at your disposal. Precisely. And more rage and more yeah. discomfort and more feeling really stupid about it. Thank you, Wendy Nola. Exactly. Wendy Nola, our consumer ninja on a Wednesday evening.